Welcome to Talking Out Your Arts with Shock Therapy. I'm Hayden. And I'm Sam. And this is a podcast highlighting how art and creativity exists in our world, from the known to the many unexpected and often unappreciated places. We talk with leaders in their fields, from festival directors to athletes, politicians and more, exploring their practice and how it shapes the world we live in. In this episode, we caught up with our good friend Louise Bazina about the art of curating a festival. Louise is the former artistic director of Bleach Festival and the current artistic director of the Brisbane Festival. We got into some interesting topics about the role of an artistic director, found out a bit about her journey and even asked her if she considers herself an artist. Enjoy the episode and remember to subscribe to the podcast, share with your mates and follow us online. Louise Bazina, thank you so much for joining us uh, for talking out your arts. It's a, uh, it's Did a we skill. Tell you that's the name of the podcast. Yes, yeah, it's, I a, love it's it. a skill. <laughs> many people. This is so shock therapy. That's good. Thank, thank you. That's you good. I think. Yeah. No, no, it's good. I yeah. like it. Cool. Yeah. It's funny. Most people probably don't realise you have that skill to talk out your arts, and um, <laughs> probably also don't realise that Sam and I have the even more incredible skill of talking out other people's arts. Oh, mm. I uh, believe you like and know it as mm. a um, mm. as a fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although that sounds a bit inappropriate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But um, let's move on. Thanks well, for making time to be on the program. Um, um, maybe we should start with our uh, trying to think back to when we first uh, kind of met or worked together or had the, had the, you had the unfortunate pleasure of, oh, of, no, meeting, of the meeting us. Unfortunate pleasure. Of hearing us talk out our arts. Yeah, well, I think the mullet was the first big project, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think that was right. Yeah, yeah, the mullet. So do you want to explain what, what you're talking about? Because yeah, it's, it's not a hairstyle. No, it's not a hairstyle. It's a giant fish, mm. literally. It was 10 metres. Yeah, it was big. Let's say 20, you uh, know, exaggerate now that it's a few years <laughs> on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had heard some of the elders from the Southern Gold Coast community, some of the Yugambeh elders talking about mullet season and how at particular parts of the year, you know, there was an abundance of mullet but it, and it was this really wonderful fish that you could share and come together for feasting. And I thought, well, let's kind of make something out of that. Mm. So that's when I approached Scott Wright from Earth and said, would you make a giant mullet? And he's like, sure, that's a... that's." Yeah, why not? And of course, he turned it into something really gorgeous. Mm. And it needed eight puppeteers. I think yeah, it could have even been more. Ten. Might have been ten. ten. Yeah. And so, I think we'd met. Well, you know, it was that really wonderful time on the coast. It was 2015 festival, so wow. it was the end of 2014, and things were just starting to, for me anyway, like bleach was. People were starting to understand what mm. it was. People were wanting to be involved. And the festival finally had some money to commission new work and, and things of scale. And, you know, I'd been hearing about these two wonderful characters. Well, it's an interesting time when you frame it like that because now that I think 2015 was when we started Shock Therapy. Mm. Oh, right. It was our first year. We'd worked together, obviously, before, but when we officially kind of went, let's start Shock Therapy Productions and... That was 2015 as wow. well. So it was at this time when kind of Bleach Festival, which you were at the helm of at the time, was kind of at this kind of uh, 
amazing growth period yeah. and, and, and we sort of yeah. arrived on the scene. Well, we'd been on the Gold Coast our whole careers, but officially formed a company at the same time. So yeah. And the, and the mullet was maybe one of the first examples of what Bleach did so well, which was to have these kind of these works that were able to um, have really this high artistic merit, but were really accessible for people, which yeah. I think became a bit of a signature of a lot of works in the festival. I remember it just blowing people away, like people loved that they mullet loved with a passion. It. And every time it would turn up, people wanted to know where it was going to be. It became, mm. you know, so popular. And it was great to start to see this local ensemble of artists and actors and like yourselves, because you both played a pretty key role in the realisation of the physicality of that beautiful mm. creation. Um, I think 2015 was probably my favourite festival, if really? I look back. Yeah, because... Why is that? I think that um, it was when things started to not be so hard. Like, it was mm. always hard, but mm. you both know starting something from scratch on your own, yeah. trying to convince everyone you're not crazy, this is a good idea, you should invest in it. Yeah. People started to get to know me and I wasn't this kind of you know, blow-in kind of random person who was mm. in town to make a quick buck. I was absolutely committed and it was running an arts festival. And mm. I think by that time I'd run a few festivals so people could see it wasn't just random, you know. We've got to have some runs on the board. You had know. some runs on the board, yeah. which is completely fair enough. And it was at that point I started to meet a community. Yes. And that's when I met you both. That's when... Um, everybody now mm -hmm. started as well, yep. Yep. and the farm. Yes, that's when they moved. That's when back they moved. To the Gold Coast. And that was why that festival, I'll never forget. It was one of the best times of my life because. Yeah. So we did the mullet, and then we had inaugural annual dance affair. Yes, and I remember you dancing up a storm. Every time yeah. I hear <laughs> Uptown Funk, even to this day, I still think of Sam Foster at the end of the show. I so, don't know if I'm honoured or ashamed. No, but, no, uh, be honoured, yeah. be honoured. <laughs> that was so good. That it was gig. so good. And then there was Tide. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, of course, went on to win a Helpman Award uh, for the farm. Yeah. Yes, and they were big adventures. Yeah. And then after that, was it 2016 that you did... Um, that awesome show forwards. in the forwards in the football dressing room. I think it was, was it was 16 it, or 17? I can't oh, remember. Oh, maybe it was 17. You know, I think 16 we did uh, the Magic Garden, which oh was the Oh, my God, yes, that's right, you did. Because yeah. I brought Isabella as a yeah. Yeah, newborn. At Rabina Town Centre. At Rabina. So, yeah. so Bleach is where a lot of people might know you from, but just backtracking quickly, sure, giving yeah. people the quick overview, how would you sort of, um, how would you describe what you do and just briefly kind of what your journey is, how you got started and up to sort of what, you what get, you're doing now. Yeah, how did you even get to Bleach before before Bleach and as your as a Yeah. Well as a artistic director or you know, mm. what was your journey? Well, so I'm now the artistic director of Brisbane Festival. Mm. Um, this is my second year. Um, but look going winding the clock right back, I've always been a performer. So dancing mostly, danced for 20 years. I mean, that's including from the age of four. So mm -hmm. a lot of that was completely amateur. But I, when I left uni, when I left school, I wanted to continue performing, which um, the first year I 
you know, just having the confidence, I think, to actually pursue your career or pr- pursue an e- education in the arts mm. back then in 99, oh, my God. Um, yeah, it felt like a big leap of faith. Mm. So I went into journalism and I hated you it. Didn't, you didn't go on study I performing did, arts? But I ah. did, yeah, after a year. Okay. I was like, this is so not for me. So then I went and did theatre mm-hmm. and did that for three years. Mm. Um, which was a really kind of holistic view of theatre. Oh, we did the same course, Applied Theatre. Yeah, Applied Theatre, yeah. yeah. Oh, which you did it at Griffiths. Uh, yeah, I was the first group to go you through that. You weren't on the Gold Coast. No, I did it yeah. in Brisbane. Yeah. Right, I had it in my head you were a QUT student. No, right. proud hey. Griffith. Yes, yeah. right. represent. Yeah, represent. indeed. So my dad uh, was, yeah. was, he was kind critical. of basically started that course when we moved up from Newcastle and set it up. In, on the Gold right. Coast, and then and then they changed it slightly when it went to Mount Gravatt and Nathan Camp, but they they kind of all worked quite closely together. Him and John O'Toole. Yeah. And, and uh, was John your? Yeah, kind of, yeah, I had John and Bruce Burton. Yeah, yeah. And part of the first year of my degree, because it was so new, we did um, quite a lot of it at the Con, mm-hmm. and then Mount Gravatt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And at and that then, point, what did you want to do? Did you want to be an actress? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or a director. And right. then by the end of my degree, I wanted to do directing. And I actually um, was making little shows at that point in my last year of uni <laughs> at, in a little bar in the valley. Um, yeah, directing piece, little pieces, kind of hoteling style, but... Like immersive. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah, right. Like right. From, from the minute you walked in. What was you, the first show you directed? Oh. <laughs> Out of uni, not including uni. What was your first? Oh, my God. I had a bit of a thing for Noel Coward plays. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very over the top. Yes. So that was your, that was your that first was forte. That was creating a lot of world, yeah, lots of kind of 1920s theatre sort of, I'm sure you can imagine. Awesome. But then I made my own stuff. So then okay. I did a work here, actually, at the Powerhouse, um, where... There, I was in it with a group of other women. So there used to be a festival back in the day called the Two High Festival. Yes, yes. I remember yes. It very well. Performed, performed in the Two High oh, Festival. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah, there you go. Back in 2007, yeah, right. something like that. Yeah, well, I cut my teeth there <laughs> right. and I loved it. And anyway, I was working on it, but then I made this little show and it was three dolls who were... Um, completely dysfunctional, completely decrepit and weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. And so we had these beautiful costumes and it was more of an installation kind of movement piece. And so I remember that was one of the, the final things I did. Anyway, I came to the end of my degree and I did two things. It was one of those crossroad moments and it does come back to the question of how I got to where I am today. Mm. I was working at Southbank Corporation at the time. My friend got me a job there. I was the worst administration person in history. But the, pe- the people there were so lovely and just kind of gave me a go. And, and forgiving. They were so yeah. forgiving. I didn't know how to use a fax, but they were like, oh, but you've got a bubbly personality, so you'll be okay. A fax, kids. That a was fax. an old machine yeah. back in the day. Put, like the yeah. dial, the number. Yeah. Although I don't even think it was really much of a thing even then. Yeah. And then... Um, I applied for two things. One was to continue performance and directing, really, through the Victorian College of Art. So I did an audition for that. And then the other was applying for 
the role of festival director for Mackay Festival of Arts for the Mackay City Council. Ah. And I was 22, I'd just turned 22, and I ended up getting both. Um, And I chose Mackay, even though I said I would never go back there. You're from Mackay. I'm from Mackay, left at 17, moved to Brisbane. So I was going to move to Melbourne and continue my career, you know, as an artist or running this festival. What a sliding doors moment. What's interesting, though, is, you know, when you talk about those um, early performances that you made, is that it seems like even then you were kind of drawn to experiences, Mm. you know, that you you took this approach to sort of site-specific immersive work that is about people walking in and and kind of uh, having a an experience rather than maybe narrative or show, which I'm sure was part of it. But um, have you found, like, looking back, does that kind of make sense now of of where you have gone with your career and why you made the choice to become a, a festival director and curator? Yeah, I, yeah, I do think so. Um, I mean, I've worked nearly 20 years in festivals. I've only had, out of that period of time... I had two years as a program director for the Judith Wright Centre. So the rest of my career has been in either running, directing a festival or being a producer, which I was... uh, After I finished Mackay, I was a producer for the Brisbane Festival for four years, working um, under the artistic director Lyndon Terracini at the time. Mm -hmm. I did some work on the Queensland Music Festival as well. And then when I finished there, I went to the Judith Wright Centre and was programmer. And that's when after that I moved to the Gold Coast and started Bleach mm. um, and had nearly a decade on the coast running that. And then that, that long? Rizfest. Yeah, it was nine years. Yeah. Incredible. And then, yeah, now back at Brisbane Festival in the job that I kind of had always dreamed of. Mm, mm. And then I don't know where I'll end up after this, but I'm enjoying the ride for the time being. Yeah. In a really extraordinary moment in our history, making a festival, it's so precarious. It's so um, unpredictable. Yeah. It's so unpredictable. Yeah. So what... What's what do you see the role of an artistic director? Not not specifically your role at Brisbane Festival, because obviously every every festival has its own unique kind of, you know. I'm sure your role here is very different to starting a festival from scratch like you did at Bleach. But generally, you kind of as an art, you started as a theatre maker or an actor uh, and getting into theatre making and directing. But now, like, what what do you think? after all of your years of experience in that role as an artistic director, what do you think the qualities are that kind of you need to be an artistic or, or what that job actually is and mm. requires you to do? Yeah, look, I think it's changed a lot. I really do. And I think it's an, a role that is evolving and will continue to evolve. I was having a conversation with someone last week actually who said, you know, 20, 30 years ago, an artistic director was kind of like a wizard who would come in and just weave their magic and that would be that. It, it doesn't work like that. And I've never worked like that um, because it, it's just, as I said before, the unpredictability. But even prior to that, you can't... I mean, every context is different. Being an artistic director of a theatre company or a dance mm. company mm. Is, is very different to a festival. Mm. But from a festival point of view, um, 
and I think all artistic directors, there's a sense of being able to do many things. So have a vision, an artistic vision, because that has to underpin everything in any organisation, any arts organisation. It has to come from the art. And when that balance is lost, that's when trouble starts, in my opinion. And I will fight tooth and nail to the end of my time that art is always at the heart of everything. Then artists, that's art and artists together. Mm -hmm. And then from there you've got something because without the program and the, you know, the work, there's nothing else. You've got nothing to sell, you've got nothing to market, you've got nothing to pitch to a donor, you've got nothing to, you know, communicate. So with, that's why it's so critically important. And then once you've thought about that vision and then the underbelly of what it is you're trying to make, um, that's when you kind of start rolling it out. But there's lots of different styles. So some people are, you know, making their own work, which I do a lot in my own way, which is quite unconventional in the sense of, you know, I'm not in the, the rehearsal room directing a show. But you mean like commissioning Commissioning new, new work and, and yep. then realising it mm -hmm. through design, putting the creative team together, um, and being, you know, absolutely paramount to the whole execution of it, mm. which I did. So you like to be quite hands-on. Well, it depends on what it is. Mm. You know, if it's a new idea that I've come up with, like um, the mullet or... Mm. Hoteling um, to a certain extent, or I guess hoteling, it was a collaboration with you yeah, and David. Yeah, where you are, you're, you are the creative lead mm. on mm. it. Um, at Brisbane Festival Street Serenades was one of the first new creations that I came up with. So, mm -hmm. obviously, that was my baby in 2020. Um, and then some of the installations kind of really managing and focusing in on the execution of, of those pieces. This year, the new big baby is the art boat, Brisbane's mm -hmm. art boat. So, that was an idea that I kind of had when I first started, which is a essentially an installation that will float along the river but it is all encompassing and fully immersive and you can go on the boat and have experiences and then it's fully curated as well um but you know essentially that's my that's my role to to creatively lead that project mm -hmm. as opposed to directing a show and being in the rehearsal room mm. for four weeks and then it goes up so it's quite different in that sense mm. whereas if and then there's obviously buying in work mm -hmm. or, um, you know, an artist will pitch an idea to commission, which you've done with mm. me before, mm. and you commission that and you take that leap of faith in that artist. Which is more like a curator at an at a art gallery kind of curating a body of work mm. or a series of uh, installations or ar around a theme. Do you, do you, is that part of your process too? Do you kind of, are you one of those artistic directors that, that, starts with a theme that you go okay this year's the theme for this year's festival is dot 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 or? oh loosely i mean last year it was boldly brisbane which was a vision as opposed to a theme mm -hmm. and then it really kind of was the perfect you know vision for the festival because it was also local because of covid mm. um but everyone kind of moved to to the localized programming as, out of necessity whereas for me I never ever approach it in that way. I see the local arts community, particularly in a city festival, at the heart. 
and then once that's there and it's not about just making work um that's brisbane focused none of them are you know demolition let's be friends forever none of those pieces are about brisbane they're big universal political hot topics or dogs and the transformational impact that they have on your life from brisbane artists large-scale projects that need a festival to support them um so in terms of a theme you know last year it was boldly brisbane this year it's brightly brisbane which is really just a marketing kind of phrase to to kind of you know give a sense of what you're going to experience this mm. year's festival is about celebration coming back together and i like got a slightly more optimistic exactly kind of that's tone. right mm. yeah but i'm really leaning into the brisbane side of it mm-hmm. obviously and and that won't be a surprise to anybody i wouldn't have thought if mm. they know me and the work that i make but it will be like that till I finish. And that do, now, every year there'll be something surprising and completely new, mm. like the boat this year. Mm. So, do you, do you, you know, obviously you, you um, festival direct, uh, a lot of festival directors, they go to various festivals that, you know, like you said, you were in Mackay, Mackay and Brisbane, Gold Coast, and, and kind of go all over. How much, um, how much of a sort of a, you know, you said you put artists at the heart of it, how much of a personal aesthetic do you kind of bring to it and then find an artist that might kind of fit that vision of that aesthetic? Or do you kind of look at the companies and the artists that are around and sort of start with that and then kind of build a, around it? You know, is, mm. there a, is there a thread of Louise oh, flavour so. that goes through all the festivals a, you've kind of... Yeah, like kind of like we were discussing this earlier, is, like, is, is it like a star athlete of a team that gets like poached by another club they get traded to another club you know because they're like oh we, we this this player is amazing is there a little bit of because there is that vibe exists with certain festival directors that get a reputation yeah. and you go oh my god they scored that person and what's the balance i'm sure it's different for every festival director but mm. speaking from for yourself you mm. know what's the sort of balance of those things that you look for? yeah look i think that um it's sort of all of the above however i do think that i mean you're probably better to answer this than me because I think it's always better if somebody else can comment on your work. But just hearing the response to this second festival that I've put together for Brisbane, a lot of comments, it's very loo, which is there's clearly a a vibe of the way I make a festival and curate it and, and consider it. And I think that that was... Bleach was that as well. Mm. Like a big community participatory, large-scale, site-specific is mm-hmm. kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there a deeper...? In, yeah, yeah, and they're all really different, you know. They're all incredibly different. Lynn, Lynn, every single one had a, a different vibe. Is there so a deeper ethos behind that, that particular aesthetic? You know, big, bold, public... Um I, well, for me, having been like for 12 years now the at the helm of a city festival for two big cities um it's easy to miss like life is busy people are involved in a gazillion different things and so um you kind of need to make a big statement publicly in order to get people talking so that's where big visuals can come into it um, what part of the, your personality do you think is? Do you think there's some part of your personality that is 
that comes through is that kind of what you're getting at is that what yeah and also does it like, connect to your i guess a deeper belief of what the function of art is in our society and what yeah. you would like to achieve with it mm. yeah i mean my personality for better or for worse because it can be both is um wear your heart on your sleeve really warm um emotional incredibly kind of um you know i'm an extrovert so mm. I guess that plays out, but it's it's giving it's really thinking about what that personality of the city is, and I know Brisbane mm. so well because mm. I lived here for so long. Um, I then got to know the Gold Coast really well. Um, I think that yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one because it's not about you. If you programmed only the things that you liked, like there's things in the festival that isn't necessarily my go-to, but it's thinking about a really diverse audience. Mm. But what I'm, I Am guess I the thing I'm really trying to do with Brisbane, if I'm being really honest with Brisbane Festival, is by the time I finish, that every my goal would be that every single person in the city actually knows what Brisbane Festival is. Yeah. Mm. That that would be my number one goal. Yeah, and I think yeah. you know from our experience, and that's, then love it. Yeah, that's something you've always done incredibly well, which was key to the success of Bleach. I think is is you're not just creating a festival for people who already go to arts festivals. No, um, it shouldn't be. You know, it's very artistic opinion. programming, but you get families, you get tradies, you get everyone from the community goes. Oh, I want to go and check that thing out and you kind of inject an artistic experience into the lives of sort of everyday people. How much yeah. listening is required to do that? Because, uh, I mean, you said you, you kind of studied here, so you sort of have a good sense of what the demographic and what this what the vibe of Brisbane is. But I imagine even still you've got to listen to the oh, community yeah. and you've got to listen to the people of that place and kind of get a and, – and it would have been particularly relevant when you moved to the Gold Coast Absolutely. to start a festival yeah. from scratch. Yeah. You can't just kind of swing in with your no, no, vision no, no, and, no. and go, I want to do this for the no, Gold Coast. No, and particularly on the Gold Coast. The first thing I did on the coast was set up a committee, a community kind of group of interested people from all walks of life, mostly from the surf community because mm -hmm. the festival had, particularly in those early days, such a deep connection to the surf culture. I don't have those, that expertise, so I never pretended to. So I just spent a lot of time listening and, and getting to know that part of the community. There was a really strong kind of tourism vibe and then I did get to know all of the artists in the city as mm. well. Um, but absolutely it's critical. And, and with street serenades... Sorry about that. Um, but one of my strategies for street serenades was actually this should not be owned really by Brisbane Festival in the end. So what we did was a call out to, um, to the entire city asking for suburban hosts. So we wanted to hear, I wanted to hear from everyone in the city. So we go to 190 suburbs, so I wanted 190 hosts, and we've got 190 hosts. So every single suburb will be, will there will be a person or a group who will welcome Brisbane Festival into their community, and we work with them on finding the best location for the concert. So it could be, some people have suggested soccer clubs, others have suggested laneways or streets, bowls clubs, aquatic centres various parks and that's where the festival is really starting to engage at a much deeper level with community mm. and then we'll turn up 
with the concert. So do you sort of see your job in that sense as being like a, a conduit between, you know, you're, you, with one ear you're listening to the community and what they might want or find interesting or engaging and then you're kind of keeping an ear out for artists that, that kind of fit that. Absolutely. And then you match make kind of yeah. those artists with yeah. that experience. 100%. But I can't take full credit for that. Like for me, I've come up with the idea and set it up and the framework and then I have really great people that work in my team that mm. are experts at that. But we check in every step of the way. Mm. So there's, you know, uh, this is what I'm thinking, this artist for this suburb, yep, great, great suggestions coming forward. It's a real collaborative approach, mm. um, but the framework has to be right from the beginning. Mm. And how do you, how do you um, sort of balance when, when there's such high stakes it's a big festival there's a lot of money involved a lot of stakeholders a lot of boxes to tick um and you want to reach as many people as possible how do you still kind of take big risks and maybe expose people to things that are outside of their frame of reference and uh and challenging them on that level is that something you you, you consider as well oh absolutely it's and is that about form like you're talking about that's about site specific or yeah but even in theater huh? In, you know, I think it's both. Um, and it's critical that a festival does that. It can't all be la la la, mm -hmm. you know, that's not what life is. Um, there's some confronting work in this festival this year that, that will ru ruffle some feathers, as it should. Some of the First Nations contemporary dance work in particular is um, has been chosen by our curator, um, Marinda Donnelly, who's leading the, the dance part of the program and then Alethea Beetson with the music. Um, but they're really, really experimental pieces and they're great works, incredible artists, Vicky Van Hoot and Joel Bray uh, and Coral Projects, mm. who are also from the coast. Who share a space with us now. Yes, Shout out to they, Tom. And, they, and they're, you know, they're wonderful. They had their big first kind of major main stage work in the festival last year yeah. and they're back again with Where Dingo looking at shape-shifting. Mm. So, you know, it's not like that's something that you sit around talking about all the time, but mm. you will be taken into a completely new world that Coral have set up. So you sort of see that role, you've got to guide the audience into an uncomfortable space that they might not naturally take themselves to, but you sort of go, hey, check this out. And it's almost like I feel with a festival, it's like, they're the um it's like the first layer of of um it's like a safeguard for a safety net for the audience to go well we've we've given this the green light so yeah. therefore yeah. you can have a certain level of trust yeah. in it that it's of a certain standard yeah. and quality uh it might be not necessarily in your lane or it might be outside of what you what you would normally go to but if we've kind of said that it's 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 good mm. and you should try and you know check it out if you uh is that because i see that's a really f uh, an important function for a, for a, either a venue or a festival or a, a company even mm. that curates work to kind of go you've got an audience there's certain people that would just come to the brisbane festival just because it's Brisbane yep. Festival, right? So there's a level of responsibility that you get to kind of curate what they're seeing yep. and the kinds Absolutely. of works. Which, which kind of, I wanted to ask too about the role feels on, in that sense, slightly political. 
um, or maybe not so slightly. Maybe it's maybe it's quite a political role. Do you sort of feel that, or, or do you agree that it is a political kind of role? In yeah, some look, ways? it's really hard. And I mean, as you would know, um, you know, there was a couple of things that I did at Bleach, which I would consider artistic interventions, which is taking really, you know contemporary pieces of performance, live performance in really public spaces, like the Corumban Estuary with Tide, and, you know, the essence of that project was really getting into the nitty-gritty of major environmental issues, but a lot of... You could choose to engage in it in that way or not. Mm. But where I really... One of, I mean, it was a good experience in now that I look back, but where... <laughs> One of the most challenging experiences I had in my final year at Bleach was the project in the pool, yeah, um, the Manus Island project, which I thought was a beautiful concept, a really well thought out um, idea by the artist. And it had been successfully delivered in a few different cities and I thought that would be great for Bleach. The reason I thought it would be great is I think, again, there's got to be a d real diversity to a program and different conversations. But the city of the Gold Coast has a, you know, that idea that everybody has a, um, a connection or a comfortability with water and water life. And actually, that's not always the case. There's new arrivals that move to the Gold Coast. There's new migrants, refugees, etc., and who might not have had a positive experience with water. So this was an opportunity to have that conversation because it, you know, travelling to Australia by sea for some people is a very traumatising experience. Mm. Um, and we should have a conversation about that. Now, obviously, Manus Island, those two words, is highly political. Maybe naively I didn't really go into... Like I didn't think about it in the sense of what that might do, but it did offend some people. And next thing I know, my face is on um, all over the Courier Mail and the Gold Coast Bulletin on top of the Aquatic Centre. Interestingly, though, I had nothing to hide because the project was incredibly peaceful and incredibly beautiful. And so they ran the story, but then when they came back to do a follow-up and, and come and interview some of the participants and, and do a photo, it, there was no, no buzz. There was nothing there. So nothing else ran. But it was, an, it was a good opportunity for me and to publicly say on the record that, you know, censoring an artist is not something I'm ever interested in doing mm. and I will never do that. Um, but that can be hard, you know. It can be really difficult because I have been through an extraordinary situation which um, with a particular artwork that, that's not actually happening this festival and there's some good reasons why. But you've really got to, you know, toe that line carefully because it is yeah. important to not shy away from political subject matter particularly in the arts because that's what we do so well it Absolutely. provides a safe space it sh we should be able to provide a safe space for really difficult conversations do you yeah, feel like that's become more precarious in uh now in the climate that we're in you know to to push the boundary is it is it riskier now or, or do you I think it's always it's been riskier that? now i think that I think that, no, actually, I think what we're seeing is a revolution in terms of cancel culture mm. and being called out. You can't 
I think it's good. I mean, it can be very nerve-wracking when you're in a public you're a public figure mm. and you can be very easily destroyed. Yeah, this is the this is the Scary. flip side of cancel culture, you know, and I'm not completely on board with it. We've talked about it in depth and I think I think in premise, you know, the idea, I mean, the reason that people get outraged, you know, it's it comes from somewhere real and and normally that's a progressive place and that's a really good thing, but I think it lacks nuance, you know, it, it, they, it's a heavy-handed approach mm. to kind of shut down people that you don't agree with or even people that might be wrong. Mm. But I think the danger is that we don't give people an opportunity to kind of reflect and put their hand up and go, yeah, actually I was wrong about that and let me learn and let me try again. It's yeah. like you're, you're gone, you're, you're, you're erased. And, I, and I, I've struggled to see how that's constructive for anybody. Yeah, look, it's really complicated and complex. And I think that people, there's been so many groups or minority groups who have probably felt so um, alienated mm. and and not heard. And it, you know, in light of Black Lives Matter and, and mm. the world in which we're finding ourselves, it's, it's a new time. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, I've thought absolutely. about that in your role a lot over the years, like before even when at Bleach, you know, the, the balancing act that you've got, you've got sponsors and, you know, uh, governments and, and all of these investors that are, that, are, uh, that are supporting the festival and without them the festival wouldn't happen. Um, but you also want to push the envelope artistically and... So it's really it's, oh, it's it's that's my that at the heart of it is is my job mm. to a T. You know, I mean, it's thinking about as I said, I keep coming back to um, the vision, but it's exactly that: how you take people on the journey, how you build trust, and people feel like you're really genuine and admit, yeah, I got that one wrong. So you've got to, um, for you, you really have to understand the community you're working in. Like you might, in a in a in a place like Brisbane, be able to push a little bit harder than you know if you went and ran a, a regional festival in a and and you're in a particularly conservative area, you would oh, read read you that town to, and, and, and know well, where the kind of line to, is. Yeah. You, the, you certainly don't want to alienate your own community. Mm. You've got to gradually take people. But there, there's, you know, I call this festival. Um, you know, it is brightly Brisbane, but it is ha, does have a bit of bite mm. if you really look for it. Mm. And I think that that's really important because mm. it needs to have it needs to have both. I think you've always you've you know, from my observation, that's always been your your strength. Really, is that you've been a diplomat. Really, you've been you 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 play that role perfectly in in balancing getting people excited and, and, and supporting and, and valuing and um, vouching for artists and making sure that they're, like you said earlier, that they're at the centre of what you're doing, but then also kind of being the buffer between them and the, and the funders and the people who are, who are paying the, pulling the purse strings. And um, I think that's you, you've found this amazing ability to, to work the room, so to speak, in, in that way. So. Um, do you see your role as a? I know you've got to go. So, but do you see? Um, do you see yourself as an artist? Yeah, I or saw. Or a creative? Yeah, and I and saw is there a that difference? question. Yeah. Mm. That was one that stood out to me. It's a really good question. I, 
I don't know. I think I probably see myself as a creative more. What do you think the difference is? I don't have a good answer for it myself. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it as well. But um. I think that I am creative in my work and my making and coming up with ideas that I ha- like. I because of the work that I do, it's very big picture mm-hmm. and concept um, and curatorial. I think if I was to call myself an artist, I would then be delivering the entire thing and be completely um, engrossed in that. In the detail, in, yeah. the, in the micro as well, well as yeah, the macro. Although, yeah, although I feel like in, for some things I do that with Brisbane Festival because I see it all as a body of work. That's right. Like, don't you think a, a good artist also knows when to get out of the way? Totally. And that, and but. You know, and I, I hope I do that and I think I do that, but I'm also really interested in everything because it's not just about my job putting the program together. Well, as an artist or a creative, you've got to think, well, what does it look like? How's it being represented? And I'm really aware of that. What does the site look like? Is it welcoming? Does the design feel like it fits with the entire vision and aesthetic? And I'm really interested in that and mm. I'm sure I don't know if everybody works that way, but I design is really important oh, to me. Totally. Um, and the marketing of how it's then delivered. So, yeah, it's just probably not in a traditional form of being in a rehearsal room as opposed mm. to, and that's probably the, all the, you know, actually making the piece mm. physically. I'm interested in your practice in the art of curating and being a festival director and like if you have a mentor or people that you look up to or how you've developed that practice? Yeah. So um, I've always had mentors, always, and I still do. Um, I would have... Lyndon was probably my first mentor who was amazing. I learnt a lot from him. Um, Robin Archer Mm. was my mentor for a while on the coast. Um... David Pledger, mm-hmm. you know, I really, that was an, a really great time. He really helped me think about the curatorial mm. component and, 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 you know, that extra layer of consideration. We've reflected he's, a lot he's, on... He's, yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's quite brilliant at predicting human... Beh- yeah. He's quite brilliant at predicting human behaviour too and sort oh of foreseeing gosh. how the, the, the range of responses people might have and what that, that'll lead them to do next and sort of predicting that. Um, but so I know sorry. you've got to go and pick up young uh, humans, so we really appreciate your uh, taking the time to come and chat to us uh, today. I'm sorry, I really enjoyed this. No, it's good. Well, we can so do a part we, two. We, we can yeah, do a part and two. we we'll do, do another it over hour. a glass of wine. Sounds good. Just quickly, yeah. where can people check out? You've just launched the latest program. Oh, yes. Where can people uh, check it out? Just on the website, brisbanefestival.com.au. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Louise. Thank you. It was great to see you all. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Good luck with the festival. Thank you. Yeah, we first met sometime. Now, at that point, Louise saw the light in the sky, the bat symbol, and she had to run off and put on her cape as super mum and go and pick up her kids from school, so that's where we had to leave it. Yes, we knew we had a limited uh, amount of time with Louise, so uh, we were fortunate to get uh, that chat in there, but uh, it was a little 
abrupt the ending so uh but it was a great chat i think it was really interesting and and in a way it kind of goes to show what we're all experiencing as artists juggling our other lives as parents and uh, family members and you know the world doesn't stop it even if you're the artistic director of a major festival yeah, like louise absolutely we all wear many hats but uh, thanks again to louise for joining us and having that fantastic chat and talking out your arts yeah and if you haven't uh checked out the program make sure you go on to the brisbane festival website it's a fantastic program this year there's lots of great stuff happening uh, and all the information about all the different acts that are on there's some free events there's ticketed events uh, make sure you check it out if you're in Brisbane if you're not in Brisbane then uh, tough yeah tough titties as they say go to your own festival yeah <laughs> borders are shut yeah. don't come to our festival <laughs> thanks very much thanks very much